0: Welcome to The Messy Path, a podcast where we navigate through the mess of personal, spiritual, and relationship growth. I'm Ariel, a rapid transformational therapist.
1: And I'm Whitney, an intuitive relationship coach. Join us as we discuss the beauty in the mess of our lives.
0: Hi, everyone. So today we're talking about toxic positivity. So maybe you've heard this buzz term before or around, or maybe especially during the pandemic, or once you've turned toward doing energy working, right? The healing work, inner work, you'll hear this toxic positivity um, phrase thrown around. So today we're gonna talk about kind of what is toxic positivity, What to do to not do that and how to (laughs) take care of yourself um, instead. (laughs) Um, So, this topic um, really came from a conversation that I had with a woman on an airplane when I was going out to see Whitney for the first time. Yay! Um, So, so, so always interesting, like how people align into our methley paths, right, and our journeys. but this lady and I were, were chatting. She was very anxious about flying. And so, you know, keeping her chatting was really a good, a positive like distractor for her um, and her anxiety. And time and time again, she expressed how nervous she was, how anxious she was, how worried she was about her life, her children's life. She had taken all like four of her children out of school that day, which, you know, empowered to every person who is making the right decision for their child. There was like a weird, like US threat, like about children's shootings or something like, oh yeah. That's when that
1: shooting threat was like all over the country. Yeah. Yeah. So it wasn't like, mm-hmm. it wasn't
0: uncalled, you know, it wasn't unjustified, um, but it was just it was just constant in what she was saying. I'm so worried. I'm so this, and it wasn't isolated incidents. It was like about going out the door. And then she almost immediately would say something to the point of, I'm always trying to be positive. I always just try to be positive. I just say, everything's good. Uh, you know, if my Mm. friends ever talk to me, how are you doing? I'm good. Things are good. Everything's good. Mm -hmm. And, and it was just within the same breath to her be really acknowledging to a stranger, you know, how anxious and worried she was just about life and her children and everything in general. Yeah. And I just tried to very subtly <laughs> <you> know, <laughs> be like, well, sometimes you have to work through things, you know, Too yeah. like, is, you know, today you had this, the school shooting threat thing. That's a very justified thing to be, you know, worried about. Um, but on other days, is it? And what does that look like? And how can you, you know, feel less worried mm-hmm. because, they're actually dichotomies to be worried and anxious and in belief that everything is working out. Yes. Yet this is a straddle that I think all of humanity, you
1: know,
0: know, trials through.
1: Yeah, and I think the last almost three years now, that's what we've been writing is, you know, when you talk about Abraham and you talk about law of attraction and all of that, you're constantly on that like scale of emotion. And in, in one day you can absolutely be anxious and scared and frustrated and have this like beautiful aha moment of like bliss that lasts for an hour or lasts for five seconds. Like who knows, like you can like ride that wave and there's nothing wrong with it. Like that's the human experience. Like you need the contrast of the not feeling so positive in order to appreciate and like bask in the positivity when you're truly feeling it. And when you're masking it, that's, so much more ego motivated than it is like genuine emotion and connection motivated.
0: Yes. And so it brings us to what is, what is toxic positivity? Mm -hmm. So just in a brief, you know, actual web search about it, we came across a few really solid um, definitions, which always helps define, you know, what, what crosses over between being positive and being toxic positivity, right? Where is that line, that threshold? So, here are some of those. Toxic positivity, or sometimes positive toxicity, is a dysfunctional approach to emotional management that happens when people do not fully acknowledge negative emotions, particularly anger and sadness. And we would just like to caveat negative emotions with an asterisk of just saying lower emotional scale emotions. Um, Because I think. Whitney and I, both in our work with our clients, really emphasize that there aren't good and bad emotions, positive and negative. There are emotions on an emotional scale, which Mm -hmm. we'll probably link into this episode to see with too, because that's that's going to be a lot of Mm -hmm. like what we're talking about today is not, um, toxic positivity is really not feeling, like avoiding what are essentially the lower rung, lower vibrational emotions yeah. of anger and sadness in yeah. that kind of definition. Um, and it's not negative. It's just lower vibrationally. And this, the kind of view with the toxic positivity, it, per the definitions and things is like when you're avoiding feeling those feelings. Exactly. Um, so another, and I'm just going to read one more here. Toxic positivity involves dismissing negative emotions and responding to distress with false reassurances rather than empathy yes
1: it's that whole like i i you know cancer diagnosis it's going to be fine i'm fine it's going to be fine like uh uh-uh do not find yourself out of feeling whatever just is happening
0: um and for other people i think responding you know to, to your friend who has the big bad news and just yeah. saying, you're going to be fine mm-hmm. um, rather than being empathetic. Wow, that sounds like it's really hard news mm-hmm. to to have. How are you doing with that, right? Mm-hmm. Instead of just saying, well, you're tough. You're going to get through it. Exactly. Right? I think it's that kind of changeover. So the rest of it says, it comes from feeling uncomfortable with negative emotions. It is often well-intentioned That can cause alienation and a feeling of disconnection, which I think is for yourself and for the people that you are toxic positivitying at. You know, like it can be about yourself and it can be towards
1: like other people. Yes. So I have such a perfect, and we didn't even talk about this before we started recording. I have such a perfect example of this. So a woman that I ride horseback ride with. She just had her first like real fall off a horse. Like she's kind of like slid off or like had like smaller things, but this was like, she was cantering, moving fast and like the horse freaked out and she fell. In this, if you ride horses, if you ski, if you do anything like athletic and balance sport related, like you're gonna fall. Like it just, it's a matter of time. And it's funny because she took this fall three weeks after her long-term relationship ended and she has not been present. She has been in her mind and she has been like, you know, kind of, you know, ruminating all over the spectrum of emotion and like trying to compartmentalize because we're not allowed to be emotional and at work as women, you know, like it's like, what's yeah. wrong with you? Like you're PMSing, you know, like all those kind of judgments. And she's definitely one of those people that just like, she wants to perform and do the right thing in the right moment. So she's horseback. performative. totally yeah. the right word in, in toxic positivity yeah. conversation is performative, performative with your emotions. So she, and it's funny. Cause I rode with her a couple of days after that fall happened. And she said, I hadn't realized yet how much emotional connection comes with horseback riding. And I just like, I couldn't help but laugh. Cause I'm like, yes, the animal just <laughs> reads your emotion. Like that's all they're reading. Your emotion Did you not watch these... the, the horse whisperer <laughs> was... <from> circa 1997? <laughs> I assume all of you would have. Right? Like, yeah. Um. And so I, you know, we just like had this moment of talking about it and she's like, yeah, I realized how like disconnected I had been from myself. And then the floodgates opened when I had this fall and I was just crying and I'm like, yep. Cause you were Escaping from your emotions for so long and trying to compartmentalize and like and I didn't tell her all of this, but like, you know, trying to like just put on a good face and like everything's fine. And then the universe, bless it as itself, Mm -hmm. has such a divine way of being like, Nope, we're gonna, we're gonna make you feel this thing. So you can use toxic positivity for decades, but I guarantee you there will be a karmic reckoning of like getting slammed into reality and then it's up to you to either appreciate that moment of falling and and really do the work then and not just fall back into the po- toxic positivity like spectrum because that's I think a lot of people do that too you know you like have the reckoning and then you're like oh no it's okay it's okay it's okay and you like you know clean yourself up and you're like I'm fine I'm fine I'm fine and, and get just back on the more. horse right exactly. literally yeah so I'll, I'll jump
0: this right into yeah. um uh one of the storylines in the tv show yellowstone right Mm now um one of the cowboys got into a a really really severe um horseback riding incident um where he like broke his back and all these other things and then he was kind of pressured by one of the other characters to like get back on the horse Mm -hmm. earlier than he was ready to be Mm -hmm. and so of course he did it in not a safe way, not with, you know, spotters around him, not on a horse that would be, you know, like good for him. And he, I thought he died when it happened. Wow. Yeah. yeah. But he was, he was knocked out pretty good. Ended up being like, okay, okay. Yeah. but it's, it's like, I think just the phrase, like get back on the horse is a toxic positivity, you know, like push because it's like, well, no, let's do this in a right way. And I think that's the difference or like the recovery from handling toxic positivity. It's like, yes, we all want you to get back on the figurative horse, but let's do it in a way that serves you, that is going to be safe for you. That recognizes um, I'm really scared to get back on the Mm -hmm. horse. I have a lot of flashbacks from what happened. Yeah. Like let's, this is how I feel about this. Yeah. Let's ease into it instead of, you know, and judge what's going to be right for you. Exactly. Right. Somebody might just be popped back on and it yeah. will be fine. And other people are going to have to just stand next to the horse for like three weeks before oh my God. they're ready.
1: You're like, you're reading my mind because when that happens, and this is why I love horseback riding so much and like speaking it into the universe. So it happens. I would love to do like a woman's retreat with horses and we use horses as like, yes, as, as part of the, like our tools. And they're so good at pulling out your emotions. It's just, it's unreal. Um, so a lot of times when that happens and I have fallen off more times than I can count, the best thing you can do is just stand with that horse for a minute, calm the horse down, talk in a low, slow voice. You're, you're honestly calming yourself down at the same time. Maybe you walk the horse around a little bit And then get back on and don't get back on necessarily and jump the highest jump you've ever seen. Get back on and just stand there and be in connection with the horse and feel it breathing. And like, that could be it. You get on for five minutes and you get off and you go finish crying and, and you start your process of healing and moving past it.
0: And now if we think as the horse and so many different, you know, metaphors in this, Mm -hmm. but the horse as your inner self.
1: Yes, right the 100%. horse is your
0: inner child. The horse is the part of you that uh, that is experiencing those low mm-hmm. um, vibrational emotions mm-hmm. and being able to say, I honor those emotions, I validate those emotions mm-hmm. and asking, do we need to hold on to them? Yeah. And for me, that's when like the level of our RTT work the work that I help people mm-hmm. with really comes into to, to place because oftentimes we're holding onto those stuck emotions from falling off the horse when we were way long ago and maybe it was justified because it helped you you know keep you from something way worse happening to you but you didn't know that right because none of us know and um or it was a lesson or it was this but now you're holding on to this fear and 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 now it's preventing you from moving forward. And we can have those conversations at your deep emotional like level mm-hmm. to help you move, you know, forward from it, so that you are empowered, um, kind of re empowered, right, to get back on the horse to mm-hmm. do that nurturing work for yourself, um, and and really feel. Th- I think the biggest message of this is what's how do you counter toxic positivity it's in feeling and acknowledging and validating all of your emotions because when we give those the time and the space and validation we actually move through them smoother and and I think it's like like for myself as an empath it's like I feel such huge emotions all Mm -hmm. the time and it's like but they only get bigger when you don't <laughs> move through them. Totally, yeah. you know? And I need to do something I really have learned about myself is like, I need a lot more of those check-ins of those outlets mm-hmm. um, on a very like regular basis than people who process emotions in a different way. Totally. And I had to learn that about myself. And it's not that someone else is better or worse than me it's just the way my body and myself does it. It's just like someone being gluten intolerant or allergic to peanuts or like whatever. It's just, it's just another one of those things. Like you need a little more attention for this.
1: And that's when it really helps to understand what self-care is for you and how to do it in a manageable, consistent way, because like you cannot process through something without knowing these are my tools that I'm going to rely on, on a daily basis. Like I can't live without fill in the blank. I have to do it every day because of the emotional position I'm in currently. You know, like if you think about what you needed when you were mid breakup, you know, it looks a lot different than what you need when you're kind of done processing that, that trauma and that situation. And, and you're kind of at a more even keel space. Um, so allow yourself to understand the tools that you have at hand and then when you need to pick them up and how frequently you need to pick them up. So one of the other things we wanted to bring up today is what does it look like to actually be moving through using positivity but not in a toxic way? So let's say you are at like a very low end of the emotional scale feeling, you know, frustrated, tired, angry, you know, sad, depressed, like, Burned out, burnt out. Oh my God! Yes, who <laughs> it? like right, now. right? Yeah. So when you're on that end of the spectrum, how do you use positive thought? Because there is power in positive thinking when it's truly yes. positive thinking, not when it's just like putting lipstick on a pig, like to use that very old metaphor. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's per- just, it's literally it's perfect, perfect for this yeah. right now mm-hmm. because you, you can't turn that into something else by just saying fine I'm fine it's like that meme where the dog's got the cup of coffee at the kitchen table and everything's on fire around him and he's saying I'm mm-hmm. fine yeah that's what toxic positivity is like yes don't fucking do it get a fire extinguisher um so how do you use the positivity tools when you're not feeling like that and in that right moment? because
0: using the positivity sh- tools does help mm-hmm. can help shift your vibration. Mm-hmm can help move you through the emotional scale, mm-hmm. can help, you know, rewire your neurolinguistic pathways, totally. right? It can do these things. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a lot of a lot of that that is so valid. And the toxic part of it is when, that becomes that blanket instead, right? Where it becomes spiritually bypassing, where it becomes neglecting, pushing down, not acknowledging the shadows um, and just saying you're fine, even though you're not. And you'll know, and then there there is that that fine line, that turning to Mm -hmm. say, I'm not doing good. What I like to say is like, I'm not doing good right now. Yeah, Even just adding the right Right now now. to it helps your body feel less like uh, eternal about it, right? It helps lift that big weight and be like, oh, if this is just right now, we can handle this, right? Because this is momentary, which is true for all feelings, right? So this is true right now and it doesn't mean it's gonna stay like this forever. And what I'll tell people is like, um I'm feeling bad right now and I'm welcoming in space to feel better.
1: Yeah. When you're I like at a
0: really like low point mm-hmm. that's doing it. You're acknowledging Yeah. Mm -hmm. this is this is a low emotion period this is a low Mm -hmm. emotion right now and that's okay and it's just going to be for right now and I know it's just going to be for right now even if that's not what it feels like of course it's not what it feels like because you're in the right nowness of it yeah so that emotion fills that entire space of the now which then feels like a longer time but when you just caveat it it stays there right
1: now exactly it's like I'm hungry right now Yes. You, you know, you're going to get a meal because we're yes. very fortunate to live in the society we do. And I would venture to guess most of us listening to this podcast, us recording it, mm-hmm. we know food is somewhere in our near future.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: We're not food insecure. So it's like, yeah, I'm fucking starving right now. I know mm-hmm. I'm going to go home and make a dinner. It's going to be really good. Yes. So that's. And I'm welcoming
0: in food. 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 I'm welcoming, I'm welcoming in the resource of food. Yes. Yes. And so saying and i'm calling in more of that good feeling i'm and that can be whatever it is that you need i'm calling in support this is when your interaction with signs which is really an interaction of your internal guidance soul self and your external larger spirit source energy universe and you can say okay i i I'm really stuck right now. And I'm welcoming in help to get me unstuck. Just saying that whatever is just that notch bigger, just that Mm -hmm. notch more open is going to help down, look for those signs. Now you're telling that the universe, you don't want to stay there. Yeah. And so it's going to help bring in those resources because, and we've talked about this, but because of free will, Yeah. Because we have to ask because we're still in charge of our own destiny and we have to direct that path.
1: And absolutely. So a couple other tools that you can use. And I was laughing because of course we knew we were going to record this this week. And earlier this week, I had a moment of like a not so positive day. And I was driving home and I was having not positive thoughts of just like frustration and road rage and like all of the things of being like just annoyed. And so I was like, okay, I don't have to be, I literally told myself, I don't have to be in this mindset right now. Absolutely. It felt like a rut because it was easier to stay in that mindset. You know, you you can kind of just tell like, well, it's way easier to stay in this than it is to like climb out and be happy. So I used a tool that I've used a million times and will continue to use of just what am I grateful for in this moment and literally the only thing I could think of that I was grateful for was the sun shining on my car and the mountains that were on my window and I couldn't mm-hmm. even get to like I'm grateful for Greg and I'm grateful for my family and I'm, you know I couldn't get to like the bigger deeper love things but I just kept looking at the mountains and the sunshine and I just kept saying I'm thankful for the sun and I'm thankful for the mountains and I'm grateful for the sun and I'm grateful for the mountains. And at first it just felt like so frustrating because that's not where my mind wanted to be. But the more I did it, the more I just could feel myself relax. So again, when you're in this and you're struggling with like turning off the toxic positivity of like, I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm fine. You're not naturally going to go from frustrated, angry, annoyed to Happy moment of your life right. you that's not how the scale works in fact mm-hmm. when you're doing that a lot I would venture it might be good for you to like go find a therapist or like someone to do bigger emotional work with because that can be really not good for your body to be going from like Super depressed. It's super like splashing
0: in the jacuzzi, and then yeah. the and then the the cool, the cool water. Right? Totally. You can do yeah. that once, and it is revitalizing. You do yeah. it every day, and you're just going to put totally. your body into shock.
1: Totally. Yeah. Your body's okay. just gonna be like what the hell? So it's. I wasn't looking to bring myself from annoyed to joy. I was just looking to get out of annoyed, and mm-hmm. I got into a neutral space, and I was like, Oh, thank God, is so much better than annoyed. You know, and you feel that sense of relief. So that is a huge one um, to use. And then of course I'm blanking on, on the second one, but I know it's going to come back to me. Is there anything you want? So I'm
0: going to say journaling. Yeah. So I really think that journaling, it's a private place for you to acknowledge what you're feeling to yourself. Mm -hmm. And I think that so often we are not acknowledging how we feel. Mm -hmm. And we are told not to feel those feelings, right. Even by calling them negative emotions all all time and time again, our entire cultural conditioning, you know, boys don't cry. You can't cry girls. You can't cry at work. You know, even though you're the ones who cry, you can't do it in, in this place, in this place, in this place, in this place, in this place. Mm -hmm. Um, And what that does instead is just bottleneck all of those emotions, which they're in, causes disease, More. right? Mm-hmm. Which is this ease, right? And it will be cause you to have, you know, to store those up into your body and things like that. Mm-hmm. And so just being able to take some moments to really be and feel into yourself, into your body and write down, I feel this. Yep. I feel this. on and, and to start with, oh, I got this ache in my knee. Yeah, I got this ache in my knee. This is how this ache in my knee makes me feel. Yep. Like, if you can't start with the emotion um, word, yeah.
1: start with the physical. Start with,
0: right? Start with the physical. Mm-hmm. Just write, I'm tired.
1: Yes. I'm so
0: tired. But then- and then ask of what? Exactly. What is making you tired? Yep. What are those factors? How does that make you feel? Yep. And just keep flowing with this exercise. Now that's step one. Step one is acknowledging and validating that you don't feel good, but that Mm -hmm. only gets you to the acknowledgement level. Yeah. Step two is moving through it, which is Healing, what do you need? Mm-hmm. What do you, what does that part of you need? What, what does your knee need? What does your soul need? What do your emotions need? Mm-hmm. And then look to those resources of what can support you through that. Yeah. Like we said, that's what I do. Like these are words I say through RTT sessions. Yeah. You know, uh, Whitney, I know, moves people through it consciously. Yeah. Ask yourself what level. Do I need to do this at? Mm -hmm. Do I just need to go to physical therapy for my knee? And doing that is going to be enough, you know, self time and acknowledgement to say, I need to slow down and take care of my body. And that's going to be enough to help you. So look for now it is the looking and the receiving. What messages are you being called to to do? You know, what are you being called to receive? Where is that next right step? Um, coming into your life and then move through that right this is the shadow period and that's really what toxic positivity is avoiding the shadow yes but there isn't light without shadow. shadow
1: exactly. and so
0: as scary you know as it seems you have to go through that shadow period you have to face your fears you have to face those low rung emotions yep. in order to move through it mm-hmm. because on the other side is a more healthy you is a more balanced you is a more uh just like able to move through the emotional scale smoother right exactly. toxic positivity is like a disacknowledge like an unacknowledgement of the yeah. the lower levels it's like and it's like
1: all your check engine lights on and just going yeah. It's totally yes. cool. I'm mean, just gonna right. keep going. It's fine right now. Mm-hmm. Like that is what this does.
0: Yes, and instead, it's taking yourself to the mechanic and saying, "I I need to open the hood, and we need yeah. to work through this." And then yeah. you get a better running car.
1: And one at a time. Maybe you can't afford yes. to replace the whole engine, but you like go in for an oil change, and then the next time you go in for whatever else needs. Support. So
0: two I, things. That- I think our biggest thing in this is just really to reach out to people when you're yes. not feeling well Absolutely. and to look for those safe people yeah. um, to do that. And if you're listening to this, that's me and Whitney, 100% yeah. a safe person is me and Whitney. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it might be somebody else in your life where you're just yeah. acknowledging, you know, I'm still really feeling angry about this, or mm-hmm. I'm really stuck or I'm really whatever mm-hmm. it is. Um, but look for who you're connecting with
1: and at what level you need support. So two other tools that I think, so the one came back to me and then when you were talking about like the journaling and like, I'm tired, I'm tired of what? I want to talk about this one first because when you get the I'm tired of what, then there's two more degrees and this is something I walk clients through a lot, um, but you can absolutely do it on your own. Um, Write what you're tired of on the left side of a piece of paper write the neutral of that thing in the middle, and then write the positive on the right side. So I'm tired of my work. Okay. What would be a neutral of that? If you're really bringing a lot of negative into your work, it is work is fine. Like truly work is fine. Work is something I can do. It's not emotionally taxing. It's also not emotionally fulfilling. It's work. I show up, I punch a button, I go home. And then what would positive work be like? Work is fulfilling, work is energizing, work is fun, like whatever those descriptives are. And then all you wanna do is figure out what you can do in your life to bring you from feeling negatively exhausted about work to just neutral. Like, what is it that I need more of to just be neutral at work? Less meeting time, more whatever, more like creative time. Find a way to just insert the littlest bit of that into your day and that's like again what ariel and i can help with is like okay in your specific circumstance what could that look like um and then the second tool that i think is really powerful for this when you're feeling super negative and trying not to be faux positive um is to to look out your window or look around your room and pick a thing and take all the labels off of it like pick a picture frame and call it a picture frame and then say, okay, if I didn't have the word picture frame, what would I call this? It's a rectangle. Okay, well, if I didn't have rectangle, what would I call it? A four-sided thing. Okay, if I didn't have the words four and sided, what would I call it? And you just keep, it's, it gets to a point where it's like really hard, but you take all of the definitions away and all of the meaning away by doing that because you realize how constructed everything is by the language we use and by like the society we're living in. You know, so you have a certain viewpoint on something because of how you were raised in the world you live in. But what if you took all those labels off of it? Then you're just left in a room with a thing that has zero emotional anything connected to Mm -hmm. it because it's just a thing. It's not good or bad. So that practice can kind of help you get comfortable with not forcing yourself to be negative about the thing, like if you really are skirting that shadow work, but to just be in the room with it. And that is really powerful as you're starting this journey, especially if you have been kind of in the toxic positive boat for a long time. So, yes, all the tools. Toxic positivity is like
0: trying to deny the bad, you know, the dark wolf anything, but really, but only live, but like, but not feeding the white the white you know it's that's like such a good way to look
1: at it yeah because you're you're not necessarily putting your food away in a safe space where the dark yes wolf can't get to it but you sure as hell aren't like taking it and giving it to the light wolf yes um yeah such a good metaphor
0: um but toxic positivity i think is is really that that's it's the gateway to shadow work, mm-hmm. right? It's the gateway to facing these these deeper and um, bigger things. It is spiritual bypassing, you know? And I think that the, the thing about that is, is that I think toxic positivity, spiritual bypassing can often stem from survival mode. And I think that there's a really big difference that from being in survival mode and being, In toxic positivity. Because I think when you're in survival mode, there's a certain amount of this that you need to tell yourself in order to survive, right? In order to keep going. Um, But I think the pressure that we're all feeling, you know, two whatever years into a pandemic Mm -hmm. and the start of a new war that is somehow about everybody instead of just two countries, like, to like, and all of these regulations and changing our work and, 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 and it's kind of been forcing us all to be in this like low key survival mode in one way or another now, like stretched out for too long. Um, I was having a conversation with my soul sister last weekend and, and I said, And we both had very difficult, very, very difficult weeks. And I said, afterwards, any one of those things that we listed out of like the five that happened, Mm -hmm. any one of those would have been the most noteworthy thing to happen to either one of us in a six month period of time, or, you know, or at least three months. Yeah, Yeah. a year, realistically. Mm -hmm. And instead, they all happened like in one week. But you need to do enough to just make it through that time. Mm-hmm. But as that time gets drawn out and drawn out and drawn out, that's when this kind of starts turning against you. Mm-hmm. It's when the, the bread gets moldy, the, the fruit turns sour, right? Mm-hmm. This is, it only carries you for so long until the horse bucks you off, right? Yep, exactly. And it's, it's really, it really takes being in tune with yourself really checking in with yourself. Am I doing okay right now? Mm -hmm. What am I feeling? What do I need? Mm -hmm. Um, And opening yourself up to the resources to help, you know, actually support you through that.
1: Absolutely. Um, And I think that this is, you know, this is super high level kind of intro to this topic. So if you are looking to go deeper, like this manifests itself in a lot of different ways, depending on who you are. And it immediately gets really circumstantial because we're all different and we're all having different lived experiences. So if you're looking to dive deeper into this, like we're your people and hopefully you have more people in your life too, that you can turn to like whoever's just like popping into your mind randomly right now, I'd encourage you to like text as, you know, mm-hmm. as soon as you're done listening to this, cause maybe that's the person that could support you if this is really resonating. Um, but do know that like Everything in this life, it's not permanent. It really isn't. And so if you're starting to get these inklings about what do I do about this? This is totally me. You know, just ask what's next. What's the next right step? You know, maybe it's re-listening to this. Maybe it's calling somebody. Maybe it's just going somewhere and crying or screaming. Like it, it's not going to be some big like montage from a movie all the time. It might just be the most innocuous mundane. thing. Yeah, yeah a totally mundane thing um but go breathing and checking in with yourself totally yeah right. yeah
0: well thanks for listening folks yeah. to what Whitney and I always intend to be our honest conversations mm-hmm. ab- about sharing the highs and the lows um and I hope that you if you're new to listening from us that that's what you that's just what you get from our conversations yeah. um and like Whitney said we're always here um for you to reach out to yeah
1: Thank you. Thank you for joining us. If you'd like to connect with us on Instagram or online, you can find our details in the show notes. And remember, the mess mess is is the journey. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to get this.